So nobody asked Charlotte to use a butt plug with an animal tail on it and we'll be fine. Hey everybody, welcome to the Bears and Brews podcast. I am Pam and today I am joined by Salome. Hi. Hey, <laughs> <And> Charlotte. <laughs> and Charlotte. Charlotte is here with us today. I just appointed myself occasional co-host. Oh, I'm up for that. That's, That's fine. awesome. Well, you're moving soon and you're going to be really busy over the next few weeks. So I just figured, fuck it. Join us. Hang out with us. Yeah. All right. So in our Black Bear episode this week, I teased that I went to a seminar about grizzly bear nutrition um, by the Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks. And I learned something new about the delayed implantation, which is like my all-time favorite bear fact. You've been doing a lot of seminars lately, y'all. Pam puts in the work for the continuing <laughs> education. She is legit. I do. And you know what? Also, th that brings up a really good point. Uh, probably mention now that, you know, the podcast has been going for almost two months. Um, I am not a working wildlife biologist. So I just want to throw that out there. Uh, my education is biology and wildlife conservation, but I don't work as a wildlife biologist. So when our show description says a wildlife expert, that's me just calling myself that um, <laughs> based on... You're an expert. You know, my passions and that continuing education that I do. I, I will also call you an expert. Yeah, and I do it for all sorts of things like... We did that coyote thing a few weeks ago. I mean, all sorts of stuff. So, but yeah, um, with that delayed implantation, here's what I learned. So it's about 20% fat that they need uh, to be able to successfully carry those cubs. But one thing that I said is I said they'll kind of like miscarry it if it's not 20%, if they don't have that fat, uh, that that layer of fat to sustain. That's not exactly true. So biologists aren't sure if there is some form of miscarrying, if it reabsorbs, or if they actually do give birth in the dens and the cubs just don't survive. Oh. So what we know- What do they do with the non-surviving cubs? Do they eat them? Well, no, because they're not- I know that's like a thing for some wildlife, but- Yeah, probably not in this case because they're hibernating. So oh, right. they're not really wanting to eat anyway. I mean, even when they come out of hibernation, it takes about two weeks for their full metabolism to kick back up anyway. Um, for them to so... poop out the butt plug? Oh, God. No, that's right away. That's pretty quickly. <laughs> Charles was like, I need to know when the butt plug stuff happens. Actually, we are talking about bare butts today. I did not purposely did not tell you guys what we're talking about today uh, because no. it's disgusting oh god damn it i love bears but oh no it's great but before we get into that um yeah i just kind of want to clarify that what what biologists do know is they don't come out of the den with cubs so that and that could be a multitude of reasons they don't always you know there's been times they've went in the dens and there's no little cub carcasses or anything so who you know who really knows the point is they do not successfully produce viable cubs if they don't have that body fat 
Okay, uh, another thing real quick I wanted to bring up is there was just another example of female grizzlies, um, related female grizzlies with their cubs feeding in the same area and getting really close to each other in in Grand Teton. So I talked about that before with like 399 and 610. Um, But this was just spotted a few weeks ago with one they call Blondie. She's pretty. I like her. Yeah. So that was just witnessed between Blondie in the Tetons and she her number is 793. And her daughter from a few years ago Um, And this is the one that I have the photo up in my hallway of, and they call her a lot of different names, but she's, um, she is number 1063. So that's interesting. So the two times or three times, you know, however many times it's been observed, it's definitely been family members and like former cubs. In, in this area, in these cases, yeah, it's definitely a trend. Um, But, you know, the one I was talking about before where it, it was the subadult male earlier this summer, we don't know for sure if that male was that sow's offspring. But for her to let a boy oh. get that close to her babies and actually play, like he literally was like physically interacting with him, I would be very shocked if that was not her, her prior cub to allow that to happen. It would have to be. There's no way. Yeah. So just a couple cool things there. Before we dive right into bear butts. Woo! Not literally. <laughs> God damn it. Well, not, I don't want to dive into the bear butt. <laughs> Can you word it differently? <laughs> Get your uh, goggles on. <laughs> Ew! Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> okay, I don't so... feel so snacky anymore, so I'm good. All right, our friend... Our friend Jillian, Carl's mom, she sent me a reel and wanted to know what the fuck was going on with this and wanted me to explain it. So <laughs> I'm going to share my screen and I'm going to show you guys this reel. You have not seen this. I have, You had no idea I was going to show you this. Uh, you don't know what it's about. I'm concerned. Well, it's about a bear, so it's probably okay. And photographers. Oh, and those photographers are pretty close to that bear. All right, cub. watch. I know. Watch. Watch that cub. Okay. There's Cubby Cub. And you see something weird about that cub. Oh, he's got something tied on him. (gasps) What's going on there? Is he tangled? Is there something coming out of his butt? (gasps) Oh! I know it's going to be butt related. God damn it, Pam. You have better (laughs) critical thinking skills than me. Doesn't it look like a... Oh my god, it looks like it's intestines. So I'm thinking... I literally was like, why is... Is he like tangled in extension cords? No, he has like three parachute strings coming out of his ass. That's so gross. Yeah, I think he ate he ate a skydiver. <laughs> no, he didn't eat a skydiver. I honestly, I'm hoping that's what it is because otherwise, I feel like it's some sort of parasitic worm thing. Please tell me that's not like his large intestine falling out. Like we don't. It's need not any his of that. intestine. It is a type of broadfish tapeworm. Ew. Oh, I knew it. God damn it. You guys don't listen to me. I warned you. I told you it was going to be bad. That was what, probably 20 feet coming out there, dragging behind. So he could go skydiving with that. And I'll make sure and share this so everybody can look at this if they if they dare to. With a disclaimer, maybe. Yeah, not for sensitive viewers. (laughs) That is really fascinating, though. 
it's disgusting. Well, my my first thought, which it, it wasn't just me, I a bunch of people commented on it and said the same thing. I want to like run out there and step on the end <laughs> to like get it to pull completely out. You know what I mean? Like I want to step on the end of the worms so it can totally come out. Um, <laughs> but so with these, with these uh, tapeworms, they actually get these from eating fish, from eating that raw salmon. And that is why you don't drink water out of rivers. And that's Oops. why if you hunt bear and eat bear meat, you have to make sure it's really cooked thorough so you don't get like trichinosis or something. But it's way more common in these coastal bears because, you know, they're the most, most ones eating fish. Although, you know, the ones down around here that'll eat trout and things like that, they can get it, but not on that level. So what happens is, um, so the bears eat the fish and then the fish are eating like little crustaceans and the crustaceans are eating the tapeworm eggs and, and the tapeworm eggs can just be in rivers also, but usually it's something, it's from something the fish ate and then the bears eating the fish and they can have up to 50 different internal parasites at any given time. Ooh. Oh, well, that was my next question. What's like the prognosis for that bear with those 20 foot tapeworms hanging out its ass? Yeah, that's like normal. Or... So it's actually pretty good. They usually don't bother them very much. They can get a little lethargic, a little anemic or lose some weight. But uh, for the most part, it doesn't really bother them. Um, they and they will try to like poop them out from time to time. We'll wait for Pam to come over and help them. Yeah, <laughs> Pam's like, I'll yank that out for you. If you go to that reel, you can see like a shitload of people commented, who else just wants to step on the end of it while the bear walks away? Like I was not the only one who had that so thought. <laughs> I want to stop it in some way, but not me physically touching them, even with the shoe in between, if that makes sense. All right. So um, to help prevent these worms from getting big or really causing issues bears will do um it's it's a process called geophagy and it is like self-medicating that is fascinating through eating like soil dirt and clay and some humans in some areas do this too they'll give you charcoal sometimes if you eat something poisonous like yeah and there's a lot of humans that do this as well eat this clay and shit like that um Kind of the prevailing thought on it is that they do this as an anti-diarrheal and a dewormer. Interesting. For themselves. God, evolution's so cool. Most bears would not even know they have anything going on because it, it doesn't really impact most of them that much. But um, when they do these behaviors, so the different, um, in the actual studies that have been done, these different like clay and soil compounds have been found to have higher amounts of magnesium, potassium, and sulfur. And apparently that combination binds like toxins and bacteria together so that they don't get absorbed as they move through the intestinal tract. That's so interesting. Kind like, of like the charcoal thing you were talking about. That's what charcoal does too. 
Yeah. Because it binds it to the charcoal and then the charcoal doesn't get absorbed. So yeah, it's kind of the same concept. Um, Another thing that it does is it helps coat the epithelial tissue, which is like the stomach and intestinal lining. So if there are, um, so actual parasites can't kind of dig in and set up shop. Bears in Alaska and Canada and Yellowstone have been known to um, participate in that geophagy where they eat the clay and things like that. But it's not just exclusive to fish eating bears. So it's definitely been seen before. It just hasn't really been studied that much. I want to know what bear was the first one to invent eating clay. Tell all his buddies. Yeah. And then like it just became genetic material. Well, maybe there was just one bear that was like a little bit like eh, and like was just like i'm gonna eat dirt like every once in a while there's like an older child that like yes. <laughs> like i may have tried to eat play-doh and then the other bears were like oh maybe we should eat that that looks good <laughs> so in alaska and yellowstone uh, originally people thought they might do it because they're uh, missing some kind of mineral or something like that in their diet because uh, a lot of animals have- oh yeah like a pica situation yeah yeah because a lot of animals have been known to do that including humans but when th- when their scat was analyzed they found they weren't lacking any of the materials that they were ingesting so that's interesting they're not really doing it to fill some kind of nutritional gap But another thing when they did look at a lot of that scat is there was almost always some type of tapeworm or their eggs also in the scat. So that's those couple things kind of led them to hypothesize that they do it for gastrointestinal distress, whether that's worms or some kind of other toxin or other kind of issue, giardia, something like that. So, yeah, I thought this was a good little topic to talk about real fast. So we will make sure and put that reel up so everybody can see the grossness that is tapeworms. It was interesting. I did not expect that to be today's topic. (laughs) That's all I got. So now we can talk about butts again. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Should we uh, should we call it a, a night? So everybody make sure you're following us on all the socials. The bad news is I made an X account for us. Oh, okay. Email us at bearsandbrewspodcast at gmail.com. On threads, Facebook, and Instagram, we're just bearsandbrewspodcast. Bearsbrewspod on X. But we have a link tree that has all that stuff on it. So make sure you check all that stuff out. Please rate, review, and subscribe. All right. Thanks, everybody. Okay. Love you guys. Or Sorry, you're talking to the viewers. Are you talking to the (laughs) listeners? (laughs) I met you guys. All right. Say bye. Aw, that was such a good um, timing. Okay. Bye, everyone. Bye.